Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellicoon and Fred. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellicoon, along with Fred. This is episode 308. How are you doing this oh, week? Oh, wow. It's quite a few. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good, you know. We, uh, we're off a week, but uh, that's only given me more time to catch up on stuff. Yep. I've started new stuff. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be fun to talk about, I'm sure. Yeah. So, let's just get right into it. But uh, before we do, we'll be reviewing FLCL Grunge, the... Randomly dropped FLCL three episode. I don't even want to call it. I mean, I guess it's technically TV because it aired on Adult Swim first. But uh, yeah, the new FLCL dropped uh, last year, and I finally got around to watching the first. So we'll talk about it. We'll see how it is. But Fred, we've been off. You've caught up yep. on things. Yep. How are you liking stuff so far? Oh boy, I'll tell you. So, uh, what do you want to start with? Gushing over Magical Girls, Metallic Rouge, Dungeon Meshy? Oh, we gotta do Gushing over Magical Girls. Yeah, uh, I was afraid you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, let's rip the band-aid off, I guess. Um, episode 4, I quite liked that. Uh, Magia Magenta... Like, what What can you really make of her? She's not operating with a whole lot, you know? She does her best, I think. But uh, that whole plan of hers to sort of get around the magical scissors by um, intentionally wearing basically, like, stickers over yes. her bits. <laughs> uh, good in concept, in theory, I suppose, but I don't think she really thought mm -hmm. things through. No. You know, like, it, it almost reminded me of uh, Kill a Kill, you know? It's like, uh, stop being embarrassed about being nearly naked, you know? You're dampening the power of the Kamui, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yes. I, I feel like if Magia Magenta had just, like, literally taken that approach, she might have actually won instead of uh, succumbing to embarrassment. Yes. True. Do you feel that... Uh... The show's kind of getting to be a one-trick pony. To a degree, yes. But I, I've kind of always thought that. Although, um, the, the past two episodes, uh, which is to say episodes five and six, mm -hmm. like they're, they're taken in a different direction that I'm not sure I like. I haven't watched six yet, oh. so... Uh, <laughs> Probably for the best. Oh. I, I will... Uh... I... <laughs> I, I guess I'll uh, I'll have to tell you about it. So, episode five, 
I wouldn't call it bad, but it was a little bit weird. Yeah. So you you saw episode five, right? Yep. Yeah. So it introduced uh, Korosu. Yes. Who she's like this mute little girl who likes dolls and uh, her power seems to be basically uh, she just controls everything and does whatever she wants. You know, like she. Yeah, that was creepy. It, that whole yeah. that whole power thing where she like can turn the like universe into like a mirage of and like yeah that was that was weird yeah like i'm getting real like jojo bizarre adventure like late stage enemy stand user vibes from it you know like because i i don't know if you're quite acquainted with jojo's bizarre adventure but things go pretty far off the rails the later things go not shocked i'm not but i but wouldn't be shocked need to keep okay. up need to keep yeah, like, up things yeah, so it it just it it sort of uh, put me in mind of that, but like episode five, when they brought up that whole like doll thing, it's like you know you got this doll for your birthday and it's this big, like important thing to you, like that that filled me with this horrible sense of dread, and I think it's just like my own personal, like neurotic behavior, but like I I was. For sure, something horrible was going to happen to that doll, and I was going to feel like shit by proxy. Like, ugh. Yeah. Like, you, you've seen Toradora, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. So, you, you remember the episode where mm. uh, Taiga brings out um, that Christmas ornament, the crystal star for the tree? Yes. Very. And, um, yeah, and, like, Meanery accidentally breaks it with the baseball. Like... If if I were in that position, like I just dropped the toaster in the bathtub, I I couldn't cope with that, and I I was absolutely certain something like that was going to happen in this episode, and like I I don't know, I can't handle stuff like that. But uh, ultimately, nothing happened. I mean, uh, Utana repaired the doll, I guess, because it was sort of in a sorry state, and. Uh, Korosu uh, put Kiwi in jail, which yes. uh, she she kind of deserves. <laughs> so, like, I, the the episode just sort mm-hmm. of uh, it, it put me on edge, but it ended up okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode six, man, I it's it it almost exceeds like my critical spectrum for how to properly assess this cuz basically it starts out with uh Magia Magenta i forget her you know non magical girl name but she's like in the park playing with some kids and she notices Korosu playing by herself and she's like oh that poor sad little girl yeah i'll play with her and then Korosu uh you know, she activates her powers and does all that stuff, and it, it's we sort of switch to Magenta's point of view, and she's a baby, and she's being you know taken care of by Korosu, and it's uh, it's it's really fucking creepy, if I'm honest. But then, I, I guess this is like one of the saving graces, kind of like Magenta realizes that it is all sort of like an illusion or mind control or whatever. And she's sort of like stamping out. She's like, you know, wait a minute, I'm not a baby. Like, what, what's going on? And 
Korosu, like, you know, she opens up a portal and turns to leave, and she's looking all, you know, sad as she normally does. And Magenta's like, wait a minute, you know, I'll, I'll let you play with me, you know, I, I can't let you be sad. And then she goes along with it. And it's, like, I, I can understand, like, the sort of other fetishes, but this is a bridge too far, you know? And, like, I, I guess the only good thing, if, you know, the term good can even apply, is that magenta is this sort of combination of stupid and good, where she's willing to, I guess, go along with a bad situation to try and spare mm-hmm. someone's feelings. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll have to watch it, definitely. Uh, I'd lock the door if I were you and use a VPN. I'll be in a hotel room, so it's all good. Um, uh, as I said that, I went, boy, that can be taken so many ways. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it started out fun, and now it's kind of like, okay, we're halfway through, and it's just like, what what next? What can they do to keep it going? Or fresh or worth watching. Like, it's not I, bad, I think, but it's not like. Yeah. Like, know, it's, it, like, it's starting like, to lose its luster. I could definitely. This is one of those shows that you can't marathon. It has to be a week to week. It's like, okay, I got my Magical Girl fix done. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, I'm definitely becoming more sympathetic to that view. Like, uh, I, I don't think I could have watched, like, episode 7 immediately after 6. Like, I definitely needed time to, I guess, uh, think about what I've just witnessed. Understood. And I, I, I think witness is definitely the term to use, not watch. So I shouldn't watch it on a plane. Uh, I would not do that. Fair. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm this far, I'm going to finish it. But it's just one of these, like... I don't know. It's like, it's kind of getting to be like, all right, this is just kind of there. Why was money yeah. spent on this? Yeah, like, I, I'm definitely still in on it, but I think now they need to pivot to, like, actual fighting or yeah, some somebody, kind of like, plot. actually. And I don't mean, someone actually evil needs to show up and yeah. start doing things. Because it's like, okay, the the three girls now are a group. But they, like, always fight, and then it's like, oh, they're gone. Oh, well, that happened for a while. But there's nothing There's nothing won or lost. You know, there's no stakes. Yeah. And, you know, like I've said before, the stakes could literally be as small as, <laughs> like, swiping candy out of a kid's hand. Like, something evil, no matter how small. Like... And not not to like each other, because that seems to be the usual thing. You know, one of the magical girls doing something horrible to the others. Like, I... As weird as it is to say, I think there needs to be, like, some innocent bystander who gets caught up in all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. Right now, it's just... They kind of do fighty things briefly, enough to be a pain in the ass, and then they're like, all right... We're going to get molested today. And then it's like, oh, we're done with that. Bye. Rinse and repeat. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think there's more mileage that could be gotten out of just, like, Utena hitting people with her crop, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to degenerate further into the stuff they've been doing, you know? Agreed. Like, it was there at first. It's like, okay, this is new. This is different. But now it's been six weeks. Like, we've seen it. Move on. Actually, uh, before we do move on, now that you mention it, I think the one thing that could really tie everything together is if they just spent, like, a prolonged period of time just beating on sulfur. Just a little bit, because, uh, <laughs> you know, she's really smug, and I, I feel like she could use it, you know? I, the audience, I feel, would enjoy it, you know? Because you, you can pick on Magenta and Azure, but, like, they just kind of go along with it, you know? Yeah. True. True. I think there's more mileage in sulfur. I agree. So, I have been watching the usual. Um, I did start. Hokkaido gals are adorable. Or, sorry, super adorable. And this is a really fun show. And essentially, it's about this guy who moved from Tokyo to Hokkaido. He just started school there. He's a new transfer student. And he meets, like, this gal... What do you call them? Galrus? Yeah. Yeah, a Galru. Galru, something like that. Yeah. And she's super outgoing and nice and basically befriends him pretty much right away. And it's just a really nice, like fun show like yeah there's some like sexual tension or you know like things of that nature but at the end of the day this show isn't like oh my god they held hands oh you you typical anime trope like this feels a lot more down to like earth it is funny though the main uh the girl character um i am terrible with remembering names um, uh, the English dub cat, please, uh, has like a Canadian dub, like a Canadian accent, I should say. Really? It's kind of funny. And they say, like, a. She, she says, like, a yeah, after yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Kind wow. of funny. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Tsubasa Shiki is the main character. And uh, on arrival, he meets Minami Fuyuki. And she's like a Gaia girl. And she's like super, you know, she's a blonde. And, you know, she's not like the trampy. Like, if you've ever seen shows like My First Girlfriend is a Gal, they're not like the trampy, garish, like, you know, Valley High. Gauru, it's just she dresses in a Gauru fashion, but okay, so more like uh, Marin Kitagawa from, from My Dress Up Darling, more more in that vein. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen My Dress Up Darling, but I'll take your word Ooh. for it. I have it; okay. I just haven't watched it. Um, 
Well, well that, yeah. that might be uh, something worth reviewing because I I have some thoughts on it. Fair. Okay. But uh, but yeah, yeah something at, for at, another day. At the end of the day, it's just like a super fun series. I'm watching the dub. Um, like I said, the voice actor is like does like Canadian accent, and then like doesn't. It's not noticeable. Not noticeable. But there's sometimes where she gets like super Canadian sounding. Just like just really leans into it. And I'm like, I, I think there should Shikai be more the stuff Canada like that. of Japan. Like I know it's up north, and it snows, but I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, <laughs> the dub actor is English is Mikaela Krantz. No, sorry, Michaela Krantz. That's how you say it. American voice actor. Okay, she's an American voice actor. Um, she won a ra- she won a 2016 Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actress for her live action role as young Hillary Clinton in the 2016 film Hillary's America. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's um, uh, that is hilarious. That sounds like something, all right. Not sure what to make of that. Um, Ultimate Otaku Teacher, Fairy Tale, Duh, I'm just looking through here, Black Butler, Overlord, Shimota, Drifters, Keijo, so she's done quite a bit, um, I, but yeah, she's like, does a Canadian accent, it's kind of funny, but, uh, it's a fun little show, I mean, I guarantee you, like, like, it's nice that it's, like, the guy is, like, aware and, like, finds her attractive, but is, like, not a perv. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels really, like... Yeah. It feels really realistic. Okay. You know? that, that's interesting because that's well, maybe not, not to realistic, get into it too much. Maybe more, like, just down to earth. Like, hey, yeah. it's not, like, crazy anime hijinks. Yeah, no, I get you. Like, that that's what I would say about My Dress Up Darling, in that there is, like, a fair degree of, you know, if not realism, like, things being down to earth. Mm-hmm. So, that's interesting. You know, I might have to give this a look at some point. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a pretty fun show. Um, and they, it's labeled a slice of life romance comedy. It definitely is. Like, I've only watched three episodes that have come out and dubbed so far. And, like, everything moves kind of quick. So it is kind of nice because, like, things actually happen. And it's like, even in the first episode, he's invited over to her house. And, you know, the joke is like, oh, my parents are not home. You know? But, of course, like, nothing happens. And even he's like, what? Is Is she giving me a signal? Like... Should I be doing something? Should I not be doing something? And why am I even thinking like this? I don't. We're not like that. We're just friends. I barely know her. You know, just it's silly. Um, yeah, that's been kind of fun to watch. Um, that's about it, though. I mean, I, I'm watching everything else, but I, I've kind of taken a break from everything else. Not necessarily a break per se, but like just. I don't want to rehash everything we've been watching every week because it's like it's the same shit, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, these episodes are good. Okay, great. I am kind of 
bum though. Yurisa Yatsura, the new, the second season dub, I don't think has even started yet, and I'm really disappointed. Hmm. Like I'm waiting for it. The dub was really really good for the first season, and don't get me wrong, like, um, you know, it's 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 you know it's a show definitely you can just pick up in any episode, and watch, but still it's like why are the new episodes? Uh, High yeah, Dive. I had don't it. know. High Dive had it last season. Pretty sure they had the second. Well, they say they have three seasons. Huh. I don't know. Maybe uh, they're just running late dubbing things. Huh. So I was generally given to understand that it's like offset by three weeks, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, like, they have. Um, they list three seasons on High Dive, which is weird. Huh. Do they have the original too? Uh, this is the remake. Right. Oh, well, I was wondering if they have like the original listed I as one of the seasons. If something weird like that so. happened. Yeah, I don't think so. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'll look forward to it. But other than that, I haven't been watching too much. It's Unfortunately, been hectic outside of finding time to watch anime, but still trying to keep up. I did check out A Sign of Affection, and it was cute. Um, it's about a deaf girl, or at least a girl hard of hearing, who can read lips, and she like gets help from a like a guy and kind of falls like falls for him a little bit. Um, the one thing I gotta say is. You know, I, I've seen a silent voice and they play up the disability aspect and, you know, oh, she's different and, you know, whatever, gets treated differently. Here, everyone treats the main character like a normal person and they don't call that much attention to her being hard of hearing. They all, like, text each other back and forth and, you know, or things of that nature but like they actually just treat her like a normal person which is nice you know they're not and it's not like they're pitying her or you know changing the way they are you know so yeah i haven't really watched many episodes i only watched the one and i mean i might go back and check it out but ultimately i just wanted to see what it was all about and you know it was it was it was interesting interesting Well, yeah. What else? Have you have you hopped on everything you're watching, or have you started anything new? Or uh, I haven't started. Well, I haven't started on anything that's uh, new and airing this season. Uh, I did watch a couple episodes of Call of the Night, actually, Ooh. on your recommendation. What'd you think? Because I know it's definitely, it's definitely unique. Yeah, like I, it hasn't grabbed me. Totally, but you know, I, I want to see things through, because um, like basically the premise is uh, Mr. Main character bumps into a vampire yes. unwittingly, and he you know like drinks his blood and all that. But you know, she sort of fumbles it where she was hoping he'd be asleep, but he was awake because he's an insomniac, and um, 
they, they talk about it and he's basically like okay you know what my life uh, kind of sucks can you turn me into a vampire and she says well yes but no you know I could turn you into a vampire but that's really more dependent on you you have to fall in love with me and yep. then I have to drink your blood <laughs> yeah and yeah and it's like okay so it's like and she also makes it pretty clear that she's not going to be putting in any work to uh towards his goal you know it's solely on him and I've only watched three episodes so at this point like he's trying to get to know her more and hang out with her and stuff like that and then like um a friend of his has been introduced you know it was sort of set up that like he doesn't really have any friends but i guess he was wrong no he's got um, one but yeah it's, it's yeah yeah well it, it was more like he didn't realize they were still friends i guess it something yep i guess kind of silly but understandable um but basically um what do you think of I the intro I... and outro songs oh i I'm glad you brought that up, actually. I quite liked them. Um, Creepy nuts. Not necessarily my genre of music, but they they were nice. And I think they complemented the visuals rather well, too. Um, but I, I was just going to speculate a little oh, bit. Sorry, like, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, like, the way the vampire is kind of cagey about the subject of um, turning someone into a vampire... I feel like she's not being totally honest in that, you know, she might have to fall in love with him too. It might have to be a mutual thing. I'm wondering if that might be the case. Because it, it, you know, I don't have anything like concrete to point in that direction, but she's saying like, you know, I'm not going to help you do this. And I, I make it a policy not to, you know, sire other vampires and stuff like that. So like, you know, I'm wondering... You know, it, the lady doth protest too much, you know? Mm-hmm. You'll definitely learn more as you watch. Okay. All right. And, uh... I guess I assume it's not, like, a total adaptation, because the manga only ended recently, from what I recall. I'm, I'm, right? Yeah, I'm hoping there's a second season. So far, nothing I don't, that I'm aware of. Let me, let me look. Uh, okay. Um, six months ago on Reddit. No, nothing yet. Nothing. Nope. It's weird. Sports Kita has like Call of the Night season two. Like, what don't these guys get into? I don't know if you're familiar with Sports Kita as a website, but. I'm a wrestling fan, no. and there's always wrestling shit on there, or, you know, Sports Kid is like a, I don't know if it's like a, any, an everything, but they got anime, and Quinn, and they got like, all kinds of different, like, sections, I guess. I know them as like, huh. like, I find wrestling shit on there, or I see wrestling stories all the time. But they've got everything, it's uh, kind of one of those random websites that just, you know, a little bit of everything. There has to be everything. But yeah. It looks like, mm. uh, there is nothing yet except people putting fake, making fake trailers and shit. Always. Yeah, well, we can hope. 
Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, I'll keep watching it, but if uh, Season 2 were announced or just, you know, surprisingly happened to be imminent, you know, that would definitely give me the impetus to finish it real quick. For sure. All right. So uh, Is that everything? That's everything. Got? Like I said, I don't want to go through and rehash. Unfortunately, I just haven't had the opportunity this this time around okay. to watch a lot or heck even say caught up on a lot but uh i've got a oops, sorry go ahead oh no go ahead i was just gonna say i've got a couple more things oh, okay yeah go right ahead yeah so uh just uh real quick uh dungeon meshy episode four good some interesting stuff about ecology because uh there were clay golems you know these like roving clay monsters that were being used by Sentia's mobile gardens mm-hmm. but they're also uh they also su- uh, well, they also serve a dual purpose in that they keep uh bigger scarier monsters out of the lower levels of the dungeon so that, that was kind of interesting just from like uh the idea that this dungeon is an ecosystem you know you don't want like the big apex predators wandering around the relatively safe areas and the golems sort of allow that to happen while also providing like fertile soil for vegetables hmm. so that was something uh episode five uh probably the weakest of the lot so far because um there were two stories the first story they eat uh, a bunch of bugs that through natural selection appear to disguise themselves as treasure, things like gold coins and jewels and all that. Uh, Really fucking gross. Uh, The second story was dealing with the undead, and basically, I guess I kind of appreciate parts of it, because initially, Lias is like, oh, I wish we had fallen here, because, you know, being the cleric, she can turn the undead and do all that, and it's, it's just a better solution. And then... Like, everybody's kind of down on him where it's like, you know, yes, it would be nice to have her here, but we can take care of ourselves. And then, um, you know, Senshi, like, MacGyver's up some holy water, basically. And the way he does it's interesting because he takes, like, a bunch of things that are sort of, like, antiseptic or otherwise have disinfecting properties, puts them in a jar, and he sort of, like, swings it around and, like, it it wards off ghosts and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But in the process of being, like, swung through ghosts, it sort of, like, freezes the water and makes, like, sorbet. And then they eat that. And then Lias says, you know, I, I guess it's kind of a good thing Fallen wasn't around after all because we wouldn't have been able to eat this food. And everybody was like, dude, what the fuck? Is it, like... I mean, I made it, I might have made him sound more tactful than he was, but he, he basically said, like, I'm glad she's dead so we get to eat this food. And Jesus. it's like... Like, it, it isn't even what he meant. He just said something stupid, and everybody's like, dude, what's wrong with you? And he's like, okay, that was stupid. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Huh. And, like, it, it was interesting, but I just thought the episode was kind of weak, and the food was gross. Hmm. And then uh, episode six, like, better than five, but still kind of weak. Like, they've been roaming further down in the dungeon, and, like, food's a little scarce, so they... They mess around with uh, what are called living paintings. So the idea is like it's like a magical painting that tries to suck you in. Some of these paintings depict food. So they're like, okay, uh, go in, eat the food, feel better. And uh, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. When you come out, you are no longer satisfied by the food. And 
what's worse, Lias was going into a couple different paintings and they all depict certain people at different stages in their life. Like one was like the birth of like the king's son and then there was like, you know, the that son growing and being coronated as the king himself. And like as he's standing around in this banquet in the painting, like a a person in the painting confronts him and says, like, okay, you've shown up at like all these various places in history, what's the deal with you? And then like the other party members yank him out of the painting before anything can go wrong. And it, it it's weird because it's you know, they're not really cooking anything, and it introduces like this idea that there are other dimensions inside paintings with sentient creatures. And uh, like nobody really steps to think about that. It, like I I don't know I guess it's kind of interesting but it's mind-boggling that uh, nobody really seemed to care about it. At least of all, Lias, who, like, this elf was threatening him within the painting. Huh. So, uh, yeah. Like, it it opens up so many more questions than it answers. It's like, who, who makes these paintings? Like, are they creating the sentient life within them? Or is the painting, like, a portal to somewhere else in time and space? Just... Sounds wild. Yeah, mind-boggling. So, nothing really happened in this episode. You know, they, they end up eating a mimic, which turns out to be kind of like a crustacean. So, like, they, they boil it like a lobster and eat that. So, nothing really happened plot-wise. So, I feel like, uh, you know, it feels like something needs to happen. Like, some some curveball needs to be thrown their way where it's like, okay, the dungeon's now impassable. We need to find, like, a new path or something. But, uh... Still optimistic on the whole, I guess. Fair. And then uh, the final thing I wanted to talk about was Metallic Rouge. Yeah, how's that been? Bad. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I watched episode two. <clears throat> I didn't like it. Because um, I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago, they go on this big diversion about aliens and the history of this war and all that. And... It turns out, upon watching the full episode, the only reason they brought up aliens is so later in the episode they can stumble upon, like, some old alien war machines, and one of the kids can inadvertently activate one, and then Rouge can destroy it in, uh, you know, a nice little fight scene. But, like, no bearing on the rest of the plot, no bearing on these rogue androids that they're sent to kill. It's just... Like, it, I, I don't care about it, you know? it's They're introducing more shit I don't care. They wake up an alien war machine just so they can kill it and have some action. They also introduce a detective who's investigating the murder of these androids, and he does fuck all the entire episode. He does nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, like no plot advancement at all. So, episode three, everything hinges on this. In the beginning... Uh, Rouge is whining at uh, Naomi, her handler, I guess. Because basically, Naomi gave away some of Rouge's chocolate to like the little girl who woke up the war machine. Mm-hmm. And Rouge is like, you can't give away my chocolate. You know, it's it's mine. And it's like, you know, like, Rouge, like, grow up, will you? And Rouge says like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy more chocolate. And Naomi's like, 
uh, no, you can't do that. We're here, like, on business. You know, it can wait. And it, it struck me as, like, a really stilted line, but Rouge says, I have free will. I can do what I want. And Naomi shoots back at her. It's like, look, you're an android. You can't do whatever you want. And what's more, you work for the government, okay? You you are a tool it, in more senses than one. Um, and Rouge ends up storming off. So, like, she she decides to storm off and go to this sort of, like, android settlement where all the androids live in poverty and slums and it's horrible and people are being mean to robots. And they're basically introducing this thing where it's like, oh, man, people are racist to robots. And, like, I, I know where this is going because, like, you know, like, robots bad, humans bad. I guess they have to fight now. Yeah. And, like... The, the ruling council of the robot settlement wants to talk to Rouge because through this demonstration of Rouge going off on her own, she's demonstrated that she is exempt from uh, Asimov's laws, basically. Which, if you don't know, that's like an old sci-fi thing. So yep, Isaac no, Asimov... Yep. Uh, yeah. The so like, robotic you know, laws, yeah. Can't yeah, hurt like humans, the idea is, things of that nature. Yeah, like, like you, you, you have to obey humans, you can't hurt humans... You have to protect yourself, but in a way that doesn't hurt humans, blah, 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 blah. So basically, all the other androids are kind of tentatively interested in the fact that she can disobey orders. And, like, one of one of the, uh, the ruling councilmen is, like, a kid. And, like, the whole thing is that, like, he his job is to be a kid. You know, like, uh, sterile couples will have him as a kid and mm. blah, blah, blah. And, um... Reminds me of Plastic Memories. Yeah, to, to a degree. There are shades of that. But then, um, so, like, this goes on. Everybody's kind of, like, being sad because Rouge is like, oh, I'm a robot. I don't have free will. And Naomi's like, oh, I shouldn't have been mean to Rouge, you know. Maybe I shouldn't have called her a stupid automaton. And um, that kid gets murdered. And, um, yeah, that's it. Like, no action. No real advancement of the plot. They're just trying to introduce this thing where it's like, oh, I guess we have to have a robot war now. It's like, why, why are you doing this, you know? I was thinking about it, and I feel like if they had focused things a little bit more, it would have been okay. Like, if maybe they started the first episode with, like, Naomi and Rouge in a room with a big TV screen saying okay, these are the nine targets we have to hunt down at some point. Like, let's pick this one because it's easy. You know, this person's a cabaret singer as opposed to, like, you know, this guy who's, like, head of state or something somewhere. So, you know, like, th this is the plan. We need to infiltrate and do stuff like that. Like, if they if they went from an angle like that where it was more goal-oriented rather than, like, seemingly just wandering around Mars and being sad all the time, it might not be boring. Gotcha. Are you going to keep watching? No. You are done. Yeah, no, they, they blew it on this episode. Because, like, the, there was literally no action at all. Because at least in episode two, you know, they woke up that token war machine so Rouge could transform and kill it. But, like, yeah, no, no such luck this episode. Gotcha. Okay, well, there's that. You ready to get into my review? 
Absolutely. All right. So, I'm assuming you've also watched FLCL, the original. Of course. And uh, have you watched any of the other seasons? Unfortunately. Oh, well. What do you think of Progressive? <laughs> um, that was the one with the girl the truth, with the headphones with the cat ears on him. To tell you the truth, I, I can't remember much about Progressive or Alternative, except I, I didn't yeah. really like either of them. Yeah, I, I can't even find Alternative anymore to watch, so that's why I haven't reviewed it yet. <laughs> but um, Oh, dear. Yeah, Grunge kind of came out out of the blue for season four. And uh, like I said, it's three episodes. Interestingly enough, it aired first in America, then Japan. Uh, this was an Adult Swim kind of request, similar like what they did with Big O. So this was made for America first. And, you know, I like the original FLCL. I love it. It's a great show. But every season, they don't do anything different. It's the same story beats. It's the same kind of plot, just copy and paste different characters and change the story slightly. So, where Progressive was like super like, you know, induendo and this and that and, you know, this one's about basically feeling like you're trapped and you can't make your own decisions in life. So this, the show revolves around three characters. Shinpachi, or known as Shin, he is a son of a sushi uh, maker. His dad owns and runs a sushi shop in town and he feels like he can't get out from underneath that even though he wants to do other things there is um, the next guy his name is uh, Shonari or show um, he's like this rock thing like a rock alien called the Rockians Think of like, oh. think of like, uh, what is it from Fantastic Four? The the thing or whatever the they call him? Yeah. Think of that. Good old Ben Grimm. Yeah. Think of Ben Grimm. His older brother got a job working for the mafia and becomes an alcoholic to the point where he's brain damaged. And. Good Lord. Yeah. And then finally, there's a third person named Ori uh, Orinoko she is uh, the daughter of a swordsmith who was a you know who makes different swords and things of that nature but the planet's been you know the planet doesn't have materials to make the knives and stuff her mother's dead it's just them and they have a robot helper she sent she brings uh, Shimpachi, a new knife to do sushi stuff with. She also knows um, Sho from, uh, she like gets food from him and she ends up making him a katana. But essentially the show 
is the same events occur, which essentially is, from what I could gather, there's like a rocket off the planet, but there's only so many tickets. Haruka dresses up as like a hooker or something. They always kept calling her like the mayor's woman. And she basically like tricked the mayor and took all her ticket, his tickets. And then like Sho ends up murdering the mayor. And then there's like a gang warfare over a fat cat that died of diabetes. Because they stole the cat. Because the other mob, the, the other Yakuza team, the head of the Yakuza's wife wanted the cat. Because she thought it was cute. And she gave it too many treats and it died. Because it was already fat. Wait a minute. We're, we're talking like a literal cat? Yeah, a literal cat. <laughs> okay. So they're fighting each other and yeah, it's... It's really dumb. But essentially, we see the same events. They all lead up to um, the gang warfare, the mayor getting swindled from his tickets, the mayor being killed, and then no one knows what... It's not even named. It's the medical mechanica, you know, uh, thing is there. Conti shows up. He's in a dress suit and he can talk. And he's like an aide to the mayor. But, and, um, like it goes off and a timer comes down and Artemis shows up. So essentially, we see everything up until Artemis shows up three separate times from the different viewpoints of each character and how their story or how they can weave themselves into the overall story. So, Shimpachi is the first episode, and essentially he helps Haruka escape out out of the uh, 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 out of the restaurant. Uh, he also gets like kissed, and he gets the horn, and then like nothing happens. And then show we see that you know his brother takes a job, he becomes a drunk, and we learn about the mafia thing. And then, essentially, Orinoco finds some steel and stuff because he rips, uh, Sho rips a speaker out of the truck they drive because it's magnetic. And they, they, he says, hey, that garbage dump over there used to be a meteorite. Uh, go look there. And she finds steel and stuff of that nature and builds a katana. And gives it to show, who's super appreciative and likes her. And basically, the two war, the two mafia factions go to war. Show's older brother gets blown up, and he gets angry, and he gets told that well, it's your, it's the mayor's fault. Your brother's dead, so he becomes a crazed killer, and basically murders the mayor with his new katana. And then. Uh, Orinoco basically she finds all this scrap metal and wants to become she doesn't know what she wants to do but she wants to do something and they keep telling her find the future and they keep saying your future isn't here on this planet but she basically helps her father make this katana and then he dies and 
uh, yeah. And then basically, they all meet Haruka. Haruka does weird things with Shimpachi's horn, and she jacks him off and kisses him, and she gets her guitar, and Adamus shows up. She gives the ticket, the last remaining ticket, to those three, and they both agree that Orinoko should have it. And there's a touching scene where the robot uh, made that Orinoko's father built to kind of be her mother's replacement. She got a backup and saw like file, like all her memories were based on like her mother's memories. So that was kind of sweet. But like Artemis shows up and Haruka chases him and that's it. This is like nothing. I thought it was kind of cool because I was confused when I watched the first episode. And I'm like, that's cool. And it's definitely different visually. Hark is older um, looking at least. Uh, she's got like red hair and it's like orangish tint. It looks kind of, kind of like cyberpunkish. And essentially, um,. The first episode was neat, and then the second episode was like, oh, cool, oh, what? And then it's like, why are we watching the same things again? And then you put the puzzle pieces together. And then the same thing with the third episode, and then the third episode just kind of ends. And just, I don't know, like, like I said, they're not doing anything new. They're not doing anything, like, unique. Like, Artemis just shows up. Harko's like, oh, I want to chase you and get a hold of you, and... That, that, that's it. They don't know why medical mechanics showed up. They just say it showed up one day. They've got the guy with the eyebrows. He makes an appearance. Conti makes an appearance. Like, that's it. Like, it's a show. And I was reading over some stuff. According to uh, the FLCL wiki at fandom.com. According to the HBO Max website, or sorry, the Max website, this was supposed to be a prequel to the original season of FLCL. I had no fucking clue. Because nowhere, like, nowhere do they even, like, hint, like, yeah, like, nothing. Like, I call bullshit. You could have you could have put this in anything. It literally has no bearing on anything else. Not any other show. Not any other characters. They don't even explain who Haruka is. She's just the, a girl that shows up. You know what I mean? Like, there's no storytelling outside of like the main character, three characters, and you know some of the events. But there's literally like. It's just... Hark is older. Like, you could have shown this to anyone who'd never seen FLCL, and they would have been like, oh, cool, that was something. But, for you and me, and probably a lot of people, we've all seen FLCL season one. We've all seen, probably, quite a few people have seen the other seasons. My issue with this is... It's the same tired shtick. Oh, you can't control what happens in the world. How are you going to react? Like, 
Orinoco gets to go off on the ship. We don't even see where she goes. We don't know what happens to... Well, I'm assuming the main character... The show is dead because he was fighting with another Yakuza, like, gang. The arrival gang. And then, like, we don't even know what happens to Shimpachi. It just ends. But it's the same old tire stick of, like, oh, teenagers are destined to be. Oh, but you're going to break through and carve your own path. And it's just like, how the fuck can you keep telling the same story over and over and over again? Why do people keep paying you money to make things? And I'm Man. glad it's only three episodes, uh. but it's just... They don't even give you, like, anything for being a longtime fan. Like, man, obviously it's already over. Because you have four episodes and you're four, sorry, four seasons in. Like, your nods and your winks and your ahas, they're gone. Like, like it's just new characters, you know what I mean? It's, like, done. I, I don't get it. At least with Progressive, I enjoyed the story. I liked the characters. And don't get me wrong, I like the characters here too. But, like, it seems like such a, like, hey, let's just take one story uh, event and then tell us from this point of view from three different angles. But, all in all, nothing gets resolved. Like, we don't ever see what happens afterwards. And it's just... That happened. That was a point of time in these characters' lives. That's it. Man. Like, I, I'm not going to watch it, you know, full disclosure, but, like, this somehow sounds worse than I assumed it would have been. Ah, oh, man. Like FLCL holds like a like a weird place in my list of things I like just because it makes me feel nostalgic even though you know I saw it when I was like 20 mm-hmm. but like ah I like you're saying like you know like you you've already like winked and nodded to the fans I feel like the best thing they could do to wink and nod to the fans is to stop making it amen good lord like like ah I don't understand why this series was greenlit. Like, it's been many years since Alternative and Progressive. And those didn't get good reviews. I don't think anybody was clamoring for more FLCL. Like, oh man, I wish I knew what happened. Boy, I could use more of this. No. Like, did, did Adult Swim just have, like... An excess of money laying around, and they're like, "If we don't spend it, we don't get more next year. What should we I, do with it?" Oh fuck! Let's get this new studio called LeBlanc Animation. They've done nothing, and don't get me wrong, the animation is good. There's some kind of terrible 3D effects, but it's not terrible like uh-huh. in the sense of like egregiously bad. It's just you can tell. But the art style is really good. Like everything's fine. Like pr- from a base perspective of a show <laughs> excuse me one sec oh okay sorry 
uh, for the base perspective of a show, it looks pretty. The voice dub is really good. Like, or not pretty is the right word, but like, you know, it's 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 not it's not, not badly ugly. animated. Yeah, like it's up to par. You know, it's up to snuff. It's what you should expect. It's not, you know, you're not getting blown away by, uh, you know, crazy anything technological. But you know, it's 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 a FLCL. But ultimately, it's like I don't understand in the grand scheme of things why this was even ha- why this even became a thing. Why do these series continue? Because literally, it seems like they're just telling the same story over and over and over again. Just copy and paste the freaking characters. And even then, they don't do a great job. They're just there. In this case, it's just one small snippet of an event of a day. I, I think it's literally soulless people who don't know how to create things. Because, like, I can't imagine Adult Swim had extra money kicking around. I think it was more like desperation, and they wanted to catch lightning in the bottle again. But the issue is, they didn't even do that with Progressive and Alternative. No. Like, and, I'm, and I ah. liked... I didn't mind Progressive. Yeah. Uh, it took some getting I, used to, I mean, but... I'm, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm of the opinion that they shouldn't have done them at all. Like, oh, no, I agree. thousand percent with you. Yeah. I, I think you and I agree. My whole like, point is, yeah. I don't, I don't understand who they're trying to reach here. Like, you've given us f- three seasons too many. And there's another season after this where I read Haruka doesn't even show up in the fucking show. Okay, so what's the fucking point then? Like, ah, like it, at least from what I understand and what I remember the previous things, like, one could assume that Haruka and whatever wider goal she's pursuing could be a through line, but, you know, if she doesn't show up, what's the fucking point? Like, yeah, I, I suppose they're not going to have, like, a Rickenbacker 4001 either, you know? Nope. God. I mean, I just, I just don't get it, you know? Like, I just don't understand why people's talent... I mean, don't get me wrong. People earned a paycheck from this. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, nobody is liking these. No one likes season two. No one really likes season three. These, both season four and season five, are getting terrible reviews. And I I just don't. I've said this a million times already. But I just don't understand. Like, what audience are you trying to reach? Uh, those of us in our 30s and 40s now who watched it when we were young in our 20s or the you know know, people in their their mid 30s now because this came out in 2000 you know so you've got the kids who watched you know the numerous airings of season 1 or you've got people like me uh, in their late 30s and you know or like you um, you know, uh, just like you've seen it, you like it. Oh, more FLCL? Sure, why not? Three episodes. And it's just. I don't mind the story. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was just left like, well, that was a thing. I killed an hour and a half, or in this case, one hour. And I don't. 
I just don't get it, man. Like, they need to, like, stop. And the fact that they did another season right after this, and I haven't watched it yet. I probably will if I can find it. But at the end of the day, <coughs> it's just... It's like, you've got this world. You've got this IP. And you're just doing nothing with it. You're putting stuff out, but it's nothing of substance. You could take the show in so many different ways, and they don't. It's just copy and paste. I think that's what's so frustrating. It's because this world holds a special place. These characters hold a special place. The music, everything about FLCL. You know, if you like the show, it probably holds a special place of that weird anime with the robots and, you know, the Vespa girl, Haruka. And just, you know, it's that weird anime that you watched on Adult Swim. You know, maybe it's a show that got you into anime. But ultimately, I just don't get why they just keep greenlighting this and throwing money at this. And that's it. I mean, I gave it a 3 out of 10. Because, like, while I enjoyed the characters, I am just so tired of the show not not doing anything with the characters. We don't know anything about everyone from season 1. That's when I was watching Progressive. I was like, oh man, when's you know, uh, I forgot the kid's name, but you know, like, when are people going to start showing Nauta. up? Yeah, Nauta. When's Nauta going to show up? When's uh, the dad going to show up? When, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you wait all that time, like, oh, give me the you know, give me the juice. You know, make make me work worth my while that I watched season one several times. I, um, I remember being so excited when it was announced initially, progressive and alternative, that is. Like, because at the time, like, just purely thinking on my own, like, I had assumed that what was going to happen was something like, you know, now it has grown up now, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, like, Haruka does, like, the same sort of thing, like, preying on his kid or something. And this inspires jealousy or something like that. Like, you would deal with, you know, further aspects of growing up. But, you know, God forbid we get something so interesting. Yeah. And, then, you know, like I said, this was supposed to be his prequel. Fuck you. Nothing in that show. Nothing in the events. It's not like they're in a different world. They're still on Earth. Earth is a lot less of a hellhole in this season. Earth looks like normal ass Earth. And 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 grudge. Everything's like bombed out and like garbage. And like you know you know what I mean? Like yeah, the Earth has been ravaged of its resources and everyone lives in a tin shanty and you know, it makes the best of it and whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that kind of like all the adults have given up it's now up to the kids to to do the next best thing and i don't know but yeah, yeah i gave it a it's, three it's, God. 
It's not like something like that can't work. No. You know, like, uh, not to tangent away, but, you know, I saw Godzilla Minus One fairly recently, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like the starting point. You know, post-World War Two, Japan has been bombed out, and everybody's literally living in, you know, these hovels. And it's like, well, life still has to go on somehow. Yeah. No, and that's exactly, like, I think I'm more upset for the fact uh, that it's like you're taking the special series that everyone kind of holds in their heart as a special thing, and you just keep shitting on us. But yet we keep coming back like, oh, maybe this one will be good. Maybe this one will be good. Maybe this one will be good. You know what I mean? And they keep getting chance after chance. You know, the freaking... The freaking TV industry is dying. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. These were digital only releases. I mean, they probably aired on Adult Swim, but like at the end of the day, they're not getting physical releases. It sounds like you can only now watch them on like Max, and you know, at the end of the day, but still, like TV as a whole is not doing great, and I, I don't know. You know, I just wonder who greenlit this. Yeah, I I don't know, but they clearly don't know anything. Yeah. Man, like, I, where, where could things possibly go from here? I hope like, nowhere. I just hope they I, let it ideally die. Ideally nowhere. I but don't like, want to see anything more. Just leave it uh, alone. You know what? If you want to do something more, do a new show with new characters, new plots. Go do something else. Yes, That's I wholeheartedly agree. FLCL like, has been beaten into the ground. We are stupid as fans for wanting it to be better. And we're stupid for watching every season and not getting anything and going, oh, well, that was something. Like, ultimately, I, I'm more pissed off with the fact that, like, it seems like as a fan, well, it's always good to get more of the show you'd like. They've had four fucking chances, and they've blown it every time. I think that's what's more aggravating. Yeah. So th- this leads me to a couple things, just um, just so I don't forget. Um, making original things. That should be done, because I, I know I, uh, I beat on Metallic Rouge a fair bit. But at the very least, it was original. You know, somebody was trying to do something. They weren't rehashing something old, you know, digging up Mm -hmm. a corpse to spit on it some more. They did something original, and for that, I give them the golf clap. Point number two. I'm trying to think, like, what's the worst possible thing that could happen to Fooly Cooly at this point? And I, I think I've got it. It would be another prequel in which Haruka buys that Rickenbacker base from a store. And that's it. The Vespa? I no, wanted... no, no, the, the base. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Like, she buys it from a music yeah, yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing. Like, we don't even know what Haruka... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, we don't know anything really much about her. Honestly, I think the less we know, the better. Frankly. Like, we, we don't need to know anything about her. All 
All we really need to know is that she, you know, came into Naota's life, upended everything, and then left. It's like, what more do you need to know? Fair. Um, oh. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just... The first season was something great. You don't need to watch anymore. Leave it at that. If you like the pillows, go listen to the soundtracks. Like that's the other I big selling point that they even say, like, oh, more original, more original music from the pillows. Uh, that's probably the best thing about it, honestly. Like, I mean, I still listen to the pillows based on watching, you know, FLC all that first time. Like, I. I like their music. Ugh. It is tiresome. But I guess to some degree, you know, the responsibility does fall to us. You know, you do have to vote with your wallet to some degree in that, like, don't consume stuff you know is going to be shit. But, uh... Well, I mean, I think you always want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, like, it's a fine line. You know, you don't don't want to go overboard with false positives. You know, like, give something a fair shake, but, boy. I, I think part of the problem, too, is that, like, a lot of these people doing the creating don't care, you know? Like, they have no investment in it. And to some degree, you know, you don't have to be invested in it. It can just be a job. Mm-hmm. But, like, I I think I, I don't know. I'm kind of hopeful for the future tentatively. You know, maybe things will improve. I like, mean, honestly, I just hope they just move on. Well, I mean, that that's what I mean. Like, things as a whole improve in that people stop digging up old things. But uh, yeah. it, it's hard to say. Like, But then I look at things like the Gear S.A. Yatsura remake. Freaking glorious. See, I, I get but the I feeling like... I also feel like you don't, we don't need a remake of FLCL. Yeah, like, some things like... You, I don't think you even necessarily need a remake for Uta Sayatsura. But at the same time, based on how you've talked about it and other people have talked about it, it seems like it was made with, you know, at least the, some the, degree the of The nice good thing is we get an English dub. And what I like about it, yes, it looks prettier. But that's it. They put a coat of yeah. paint on it. It's still set in the 80s. There's no smartphones. There's no nothing. It's identically... Urusei right. Atsura. Right, there, there's some it's, degree it's, it's of reverence like they, that went like, into Like, oh, it. what happens if they went to 2022? Then what crazy things could Lum and the gang get up to? You know, but no, there's none of that. I, I mean, you say that, but I wouldn't mind, like, an OVA or something set in the future. Like, I, it, it, it might be, like, a fun one-off thing, but no, I think fundamentally you are correct that they are respecting the source material enough not to mess with it yeah yeah oh well at the end of the day like I said I gave it a three I, I just shake my head and go 
well, I can add another finished anime to my list. That's really what it means to me. It pisses me off I watched it, but at the end of the day, it wasn't outright like, oh my god, I'm bored. They at least kept it entertaining, but at the end of the day, there's, you don't gain anything from watching it. You saw Haruka. Whoopee. Man, did she at least hit somebody with her Rickenbacker and then run them over with the Vespa? Yes. Well, no, she didn't hit anybody with uh-huh. the Vespa. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Yes. She hit the commander. But again, oh, good. Like, what we... do you do? Yeah, we wouldn't want to go without that. Yep. So, I don't know. Anything else you want to discuss before we head off? Uh, nothing springs to mind. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you've uh, continued to be safe, and uh, we'll be back soon enough with some more reviews. Till then, take care. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.